1: to another edition of Inside Carolina Noon Dish. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That is the man, the important person in the chat. Don Callahan, Inside Carolina's famed recruiting analyst, follower, uh, writer, videographer, photographer, photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com for sponsoring us. And before we go any further, let me mention... Um, that everybody needs to still be thinking about and praying for and whatever you do to support folks that were involved either directly or indirectly with the events on campus on Monday. Obviously, it's pushed back the Inside Carolina podcast schedule, but that is is extremely irrelevant um, to those events. And I don't want to – I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I happened to be on campus. Um, I was up there with Adam Smith and Jeremiah and everybody else that was covering Mac Brown's uh, weekly or Monday press conference. And we were leaving and saw sort of the the response, the LEO response, just absolutely chaotic and insane. And shout out to those folks that handled it. And certainly thinking of the family of the lost loved one and uh, all the students. I have two students up there. Um, they were one was locked down one was not Uh, but it's just just senseless on a college campus that things like that happen but that being said uh, it is the noon dish and we're going to try to get into this and Don I'll be freely admit I haven't thought much about these podcasts over the last few days um, after that but we've got a show to do and today we are going to sort of recap the 2024 and 2025 commitment seasons to date and have a top five and i'll let you shout out the top five for folks
0: yeah so um well first we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about you and i didn't get a chance to talk about the mvp because it was two weeks ago Um, i'm going with uh, jeffrey polly who's very active i don't believe he's won the mvp before but he's very active two weeks ago we didn't have a podcast last week mostly because of The football schedule, I believe Mac had it, or was supposed to have a press conference last Wednesday. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, they had a he had an availability last Wednesday, I guess, and uh, that sort of pushed us. And then I think you got some sun, didn't you? Yeah. Or or did you get sun? I couldn't tell.
0: (laughs) I definitely got some sun, and uh, yeah, so last minute sort of thing. My parents and my brother and niece and nephews all that sort of stuff decided to do i guess I shouldn't say last minute it was a couple weeks a couple months in advance but um go down to atlantic beach so uh grabbed my laptop did did as little work as i could still pumped out stories for the most part throughout the week and hung out there a lot of fun it was a three-bedroom condo with 10 people which could get really interesting so fortunately we don't see each other a whole lot so um you tolerate things a little bit better, but... Uh, so,
1: wait a minute. Three bedrooms, 10 people. What are the sleeping arrangements here? Who's sleeping so, on floors, bunk beds?
0: So, obviously, my parents had the master with their own bathroom. Um, my brother, his wife, and my nephew had the one bedroom. My wife and I had a bedroom, but it was a it was two beds, so we slept in separate beds. Um, and then, so we had a blow-up mattress in the living room, which my daughter and my niece slept on and my son slept on a couch so now fortunately you know my kids don't have great sleeping habits or or don't have great sleeping habits during the summer anyway but that was probably the biggest obstacle for them because you know they want to stay up late and then everyone wakes up and then they got to get up so there was a lot of like people sleeping in my bed during the day sort of thing but it was a lot of fun um you you are regular to Atlantic beach right yeah love it okay Spend a lot. Yeah.
1: Where where were you guys relative to? You go over. You got the circle in front of you. Where do you go from there to get y'all?
0: So um, turn right, and then I'm trying to think of what would be a great landmark because there's not a whole lot of them.
1: Well, that Bojangles um, is down there with the Food Lion parking so lot. So we're
0: beyond. We were beyond the Food Lion. We were pr- pretty close to Food Lion.
1: Okay. Um, we were right on the beach. um Condos on the left. Condos on the left. Yep. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of them, but I know what you're talking about. We can't give away your exact location anyway. Well, I
0: mean it's not like our place. We just we just rented it for a week and we're, we're long <laughs> gone. But we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. So it was it was great.
1: Yeah, it's always good to get away. Certainly love Atlantic Beach, love North Carolina coast, can't beat it. Um and it's right there, right? It's yeah. just you know, two two hours, two and a half for me. Not
0: not super busy. Yep.
1: Absolutely. I mean there's not
0: there's only like a couple places open pretty late. That's the one negative, but beyond that, I mean, there was there was times where we're out there on the beach during the day, and literally it was like a football field between us and the next person, which was awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can get hectic a little bit during the big days, but it's often peaceful down there. Yeah, and the water's usually pretty good. It can get rough. I'm sure it's probably chopped up and roughy now, but yeah. Fun time to go. I'm glad you got to get away. And like I told you, um, let's just skip the new dish. We're not doing it. You're on vacation. Yeah, I, I offered to do it. You did. So shout out to, to Don. Shout out to Anthony Wade in the chat. says it's his first time listening or first time watching live. So appreciate that. If you're new to the show, let us know where you're watching from. Um, also, get your top five game day routines in. That'll be at the last part of this show. And uh, so we've got that coming up at the end, but Don, let's sort of get into this.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I didn't finish. You gave me, gave me some work to do. I didn't finish. So Jeffrey Polly MVP Uh top five MV, sorry, the top five for this for today is top five game day rituals.
1: Okay. Rituals
0: or or whatever it is. Um, basically because we have, we have game day on Saturday, literally and figuratively game day on Saturday. And so, What is it that you do on every Saturday during the college football season that's kind of part of your viewing, preparation, whatever it may be? So let's let's have that for the top five. And I think you had another – there was something else you had for me. I can't remember what it is now.
1: You did the MVP. You did top five – and then we get into the show. Okay. Talk whatever about, it is. talk about whatever it is. We'll, we're we're, we're going to do top five initial or, or additional pet peeves.
0: <laughs> That's because Tommy just comes up with pet, pet peeves. I know I, I'm
1: walking and, and I, a pet peeve happens. I text Don and I was like, we got to do that top five again. Just so
0: people just a little bit behind the scenes here. <laughs> randomly. I'll get a text message from Tommy saying we need to do top five pet peeves again. And I just say, Oh, what happened this time? And then I get no response.
1: Well, it's because I'm handling it. You know, it's either <laughs> a shopping cart in the it's a shopping cart in the way, in the parking lot somewhere, There's somebody talking at a concert. I went to a concert last night, missed on the beat live. Thank God it was a rock concert. It was too what loud to go hear to? them. I went to Alice Cooper Rob Zombie. My wife was there. Really? I was in the pit, yeah. Don. I need to send you some pictures.
0: Oh, so she, she gets she has um lawn passes for the summer. Oh, so yeah. if it you was ever awesome. Yeah, so if you have, so she goes to almost everything. It Regardless was, uh, of what it is. But I'll send so you, you were a couple pictures.
1: Pit? Yeah, we were like second off the rail. And, did you um, get did you get injured? No, it was pretty calm there. The dude for a zombie did spray fake blood <laughs> all over everybody to our right, and I'm glad I didn't get that. But uh yeah. it, it was pretty and it was pretty cool and a pretty chill crowd. It was you know, there's always a few knuckleheads. But people talk in concerts, and that's why I've got this shirt on. Mm-hmm. It's the Bluebird Cafe shirt, but on the back it says shh it's like don't talk but it was loud so yeah tell her i don't know her experience on the lawn it looked crowded behind us but it was quite heck I actually posted a couple videos of zombie on youtube already so i I violated my rule of not having the camera out at a concert because i was just amazed at the scene anyway
0: yeah yeah no she um she did get home a little bit earlier than normally but i think a lot of that was We're still feeling the effects of last week as I laid out, the crazy sleeping and all that sort of stuff. So I think
1: she was, um, you know, wanting to get to bed. Yeah. Well, it ended about 10.50. Was that? It ended at 10.50, so it wasn't too late. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I saw, uh, you know, I was dressed up as Alice Cooper when I was, like, seven. And I see him in concert when I'm 52. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Isn't he, like, 70-something years old? He is old, but he rocks out. And the female guitarist for him is something. All right. What we're going to do today is we're going to sort of, if you're on Inside Carolina Premium, you've probably seen this, but we're going to go over it a little bit. If you're not on Inside Carolina Premium, you need to make sure you get on there, one, for Don's work, two, for Sherelle and Sean's work and all that recruiting. And then you got Jason Staples on team stuff. But one thing Don does every week is high school recruits, or excuse me, commitments, um, exploits on Friday night in their high school games or, or their weekend high school games and put and Don puts that together for everybody. And it's fascinating to me to sort of have a comprehensive place. You can go and and look at all of this. And so Don, I'm going to start and we're going to start with the lone 25 at the moment. Uh, there was two 25s. I can't remember the other kid's name, uh, but the lone 25 commitment right now uh, is Bryce Baker. And, and I've seen some highlights from East Forsyth this year. Mm-hmm. Just, just, Talk about what he's done so far this year and then what you've seen from him um, maybe might affect his ranking at some point.
0: Yeah, so we're actually going to have some stuff, more stuff on him coming up. But, um, yeah, I mean, he played against Wake Forest Heritage, played against Jack Jack Britt High School in Fayetteville. These are two programs that aren't great this season, but, you know, Heritage has – you know, it's not not the oldest school – but it has a couple of years of where they were um, really good program. And Jack Britt has a really good history, too, as far as how good they are. Um, so he went up against both of those programs. This is a completely new offense, a completely new set of teammates. And throwing for, what was it, 70, 74%? Yeah. He's yeah on the season, numbers, 74% yeah. he's completing his passes. You know, and he's throwing 58 passes. It's not like he's throwing like seven passes. You know, for 530 yards, five touchdowns, and just one interception, it's pretty impressive. You know, they, um, you know, This is definitely going to be a team that's going to, to go deep into the playoffs, and probably most of their challenges are going to be during that playoff run. But for him to put up the numbers he's putting up is pretty impressive. We also give a shout-out to Jim Hawkins, he was at the game on Friday and we have a cool little photo feature that Jim put together from uh, Bryce's uh, game on Friday. So check that out. You get to see him. The thing, too, about him and um, when I saw him, I mean, I saw him a, I've seen him a bunch of times. The last time I saw him was in July. And as he's approaching me, I'm trying to, in my head, figure out who this person is, is coming up. Right. Um, and this is there was a lot of players that were coming through and. From a distance, I actually thought he was a was a lineman because that's how tall this kid is, and that's how much. And I asked his parents, "Is like has has he grown?" And they said, "We think we feel like he grows like every day." <laughs> and so, obviously, you know, I know in, nowadays you you have um, shorter quarterbacks playing in the NFL, but uh, you know, there is a premium on 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 size on and height, and uh, so he has that too. And he's just kind of filling out. He looks really good. And the film looks really good also.
1: Yeah, I I think for me, I watched, I guess I saw Football Friday highlights or wherever I saw them. But first of all, Heritage used to be really good. Jack Britt used to be really good. Those programs have fallen off. But for them to wear Jack Britt out 55 to nothing, that's that's impressive. Yeah, and And
0: in Fayetteville. So they made that, I don't know how far of a trip that is. That's a few hours. You go there.
1: Smack the crap out of Jack Britton and then go home. <laughs> yeah, times have changed in Fayetteville, certainly. That's, a, yeah. that's another topic. Fayetteville football's really dropped. It, it's, yeah, and it's be interesting to know as to why that has happened. But we, that's yeah. for another show, I guess. Yeah. So looking at the linemen, you have Aiden Banfield, um, and I'm just going down the list Don has. Sort of tell how does one s- sort of figure out how well a lineman is doing? In this, um, you know, with without this, laying eyes.
0: With the offensive linemen, um, you, you can't. So <laughs> I don't want to ignore them completely. So I put just what their team did. It's What I like to do is later on in the season look at just what the team did as far as rushing and passing and that sort of thing. That still doesn't give you a great picture because, you know, you're typically only signing or have a commitment from one, one out of five linemen. And in high school, one of the big things that coordinators do on both sides of the ball is they knew who they know who the better players are on the other team and they try to avoid them as much as possible. So it's just so hard to judge. You just I mean, really, in general, with offensive linemen, Yes, you want to see a good football player, but for the level that North Carolina recruits at the, you know, the, the power five level you're looking for size and you're looking for athleticism you're looking for flexibility. You're you're looking for all of these things. If they are a dominant player now, that's awesome. Um, you, you want that, you want that meanness, but it's more of a bonus because really it's, it's difficult to find huge human beings who
1: move really well. Yeah. And that's why they are a premium on the recruiting trail. They're a premium in the transfer portal this day and age and in college um, so, you know, just looking down your list, you got Rosinski, the offensive lineman, his team's 2-0, and uh, Norwood from East Randolph, 1-1, and all those guys, Masterson, I don't want to leave anybody out since I'm going down the list, I mentioned Banfield, Desmond Jackson, those offensive linemen, like Don said, they put together something a little bit later in the season, seeing how well their, their team offenses were, so Um, One interesting guy, and people are already calling for a certain person in the chat. Well, we're going as relatively close to alphabetical as we can, Um, but I want to jump out of line since I can do that. Michael Merdinger, Fort Lauderdale Cardinal, Gibbons High. Don, uh, what do you think? You know, we talked about he didn't have a lot of uh, exposure. He played behind the kid, I guess, went to UCF. Is that right? And yes. uh, so now he's the starter down there at, I guess, the sister school of Cardinal Gibbons in Raleigh. Yeah. Cardinal Gibbons down in Florida. What have you seen? What have you heard about his play?
0: Yeah, the funny thing is, and actually Andrew Ivins was the one who brought this to our attention when we had him as a guest, I guess it was a couple months ago. The, there, are, there are only, I believe, uh, and I did look it up, um, but I could have missed it, but I believe there are only two Cardinal Gibbons high schools in North Carolina and probably the world. And the United two, States. Yeah. And those two. Yeah. United States. And those two played against each other over the weekend. And um, yeah, I mean, and we know in being in North Carolina, you know, Cardinal Gibbons, they've won a state championship uh recently. Very good program, slowly kind of established themselves a little bit as a as a power, as an in state power. Um, in raleigh obviously and so for merdinger to you know, complete 64 percent of his passes through three touchdown passes 263 yards that's a hell of a start to his first season as a starter on at the at the high school level where so was it, where, where was that game
1: it's a good question I feel like it was down in in
0: Florida but I can
1: look that up though yeah' my bad for asking the question I didn't give you a heads up on but I, I It was not in Raleigh, um, or it it was, it sort of went under the radar.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was in Florida.
1: Let's see here. Um, Of course, it doesn't have the location. While you're looking at that, uh, Peter Pazansky, defensive lineman from Tampa, Florida, a couple sacks, four tackles for loss, forced fumble, his team – it wasn't Florida.
0: It wasn't Fort Lauderdale. So, so awesome for those kids on the, yeah, really. the Raleigh version of the Cardinal Gibbons to get that sort of experience to travel that far for a game. And really, it was 28-21, you know. So, I mean, you know, kudos to you. Maybe a neutral site. Who knows what would happen?
1: Yeah, you can't can't hide that money, though. That private school <laughs> money or or whatever we want to call it to be able to fly to Florida and go to the game. But to your point, great experience for those Young men that play on that team. Uh, looking down the list, I mentioned Pazansky. You got a couple others. Um, let's let's talk about the receivers. Let's just go ahead and do it. I'm going to yeah. let you talk about Alex Taylor first. I said alphabetical. I'm not doing that. It's too complicated. Alex Taylor. Uh, Don, I know that another one we'll talk about in a minute is getting some serious praise and serious attention, but Alex Taylor's game, what have you seen from his numbers so far this year?
0: Yeah, so – considering you know what you, the expectations, you know, they're kind of disappointing to be honest with you. you know I mean you know, last game three catches 87 grabs, which is very good, but you know this is a four star guy, a guy who I had number two in the state. you know uh, the game prior was a big game against uh, Mount Tabor. another one that um, Jim Hawkins did a photo feature on, so definitely check that out. Yeah, you know, he had, I think he had just one catch, maybe two catches. Yeah, he had two catches, and one of them was like a 19 yard touchdown, but didn't have a whole lot of, you know, so on the, I'm sorry. Yeah, on the season he has five catches for 114 yards and just a touchdown. And, you know, you consider what you have, you have a legit quarterback, uh, you have someone else who can take some of the pressure off of you, and Terrell Anderson, who's committed to NC State. You know, so so yeah. I mean, it's you know, to be honest, it's I, I expected I expected a little bit more out of him. So we'll you know let's see if he can can bounce back a little bit.
1: It, it is a long season. Yes. Keenan Jackson's uh, another guy. The second of the three receivers, just sort of his game. Uh, we've talked about how he's the possession guy uh, of mm-hmm. these three. What type season and what type expectations do you have, or have you had for him during the season? And it looks like—I mean, if you're scoring a 99-yard touchdown, I don't <laughs> care how you get it done. Yeah, and you're outrunning everybody else on the field, and we're calling this guy possession receiver. Are we wrong? Are we missing something? Or everybody on the other team just slow?
0: Yeah. So Weddington is just incredibly loaded. It's just—it's ridiculous. I mean and they have younger guys that are telling me about that are going to be just as good. It's, it's crazy. But, um, Jackson actually, I, I had a buddy, well, um, I had a buddy at the Weddington game and he, um, mentioned that Jackson looked super impressive. It was really, it was really impressive with after the catch and that sort of thing and his route running and all that. So, um, that's really good to hear. And you look at his numbers. I mean, 10 receptions, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. You know, high school receivers aren't going to get a whole lot of um, balls, to be honest, relative to college and NFL. So you can't kind of compare it to that. But for two games, that's an impressive stat line right there.
1: Yeah, I I mean, 10 for almost three bills and a couple touchdowns on the season. And then there's Jordan Ship and he's gotten as much exposure as any high school kid around here I've seen uh, in a while. Just what have you seen, you, you know, fr- from looking on the outside, looking in, I don't think we can say anything close to disappointment. He's been fantastic.
0: So yeah, far. yeah, yeah. And another another game that the uh, famous Jim Hawkins was at was the opener in Bank of America Stadium – against, who was it they played? Um, oh, Northwestern Rock Hill, um, which is a South Carolina powerhouse. And Ship just absolutely, let me pull up the numbers, he just absolutely lit it up. Um, 13 True. receptions. 13 receptions. This is one game. It's not two games. 13 receptions for 234 yards and three touchdowns. The 13 receptions is, is super impressive. The touchdowns, while impressive, those, there's a lot of ways you can kind of explain those on um, the high school level, but the 13 receptions are super impressive. And then this past weekend, caught five passes for 95 yards and another touchdown. You know, I, I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, one of the Michigan sites put out a story about, I guess they were there because obviously Jaden Davis is the quarterback of Providence Day. And they have a, a wide receiver committed, Channing Goodwin, on the opposite side. And so this Michigan reporter put out a story that how Michigan needs to continue to recruit Jordan Ship. And that's not news that I guess UNC fans want to hear. But hey, I mean this. I've been I've been praising this kid for a couple of years now. This kid is an absolute stud. People will knock him because he's not like a burner. He's not like the tallest kid. But this kid's an absolute gamer, has unbelievable ball skills. You know, so, I mean, I mean, good for him for finally getting the recognition that I feel like he's deserved for a very long time.
1: Yeah, and for folks to remember, Don was very high on Chris Culliver last year. And, and Mac Brown has mentioned Chris Culliver. And Chris Culliver may well get true freshman snaps at North Carolina, especially given uh, the question marks with Tez Walker and somebody in the chat asked was there any update on Tez Walker I promise you that you will know as soon as humanly possible for inside Carolina to get any information positive or negative out to the masses when the decision's been made there um fourth receiver and I you know, I said three earlier but Javaris Green and I and I said three earlier because he committed the latest yeah. Javar Green from Shelby Crest. It was, you know, shout out to Shelby Crest getting some love on uh, Swamp Kings, <laughs> on the untold story with Brandon Spikes. But I
0: have, So I have not watched that yet. I'm really excited to watch it. I just haven't had an opportunity. It have is. you a, it
1: all? I watched it all. You know, I, I thought it was interesting. There's a ton of stuff they left out. People are banging on all the stuff they left out. But what I like about those type shows is the inside the game stuff. Yeah. Like when the game's going on and you're seeing the play and then you're having somebody talk about certain things. And, uh, you know, I always thought kind of Tim Tebow was like a creation later. You know, his the religious side of him and all that. I was kind of skeptical of it, but he's been that way since day one. And you can't question that dude's leadership. Um, yeah. It was a little interesting how they did him. Go watch it. it it's it's worth the time. It's what, yeah, three hours it's, long, it's, four hours it's long? It's
0: definitely on my um... – my to watch list but you know what it is now it's like college football is on and so or college football is about to be on and so yeah my my time availability kind of shrinks a bit
1: yeah and they talked about all the stuff left out i mean aaron hernandez has got his own documentaries he got like yeah. three or four on aaron hernandez so i didn't need to hear about aaron hernandez in that one yeah um, but yeah it's quite interesting um but I, yeah, I eat that kind of stuff up, like the inside kind of stuff. You know, it's just like all excess. Have Carolina. you listened it's to like,
0: the Aaron Hernandez the podcast that I think it was, the Boston Globe or someone like that did? I
1: didn't. I don't think so. But I watched. There's at least two, maybe three documentaries, series, okay. and all that that I watched. Yeah, so. I
0: listened to that. That was. I felt like it was the best one, and they had the brother talking a bunch and made sense of a lot of the stuff kind of going on, but, yeah. which is really sad. But Yeah, we don't need to get on into all.
1: all Yeah, but the last thing I'll say about that is, a lot of fans don't want to know how the sausage is made (laughs) in in any college athletics. You know, it's it's, Florida's the extreme for sure, but I mean, there's plenty of of untold stuff. Well, the the unfortunate
0: thing is that, so there are there are two ways to be really good football in particular, one, you just work your absolute ass off. And obviously you need some help physically, you know, with your genes. The other way is just, you're just a, you know, you just have the genes. You were just born with it. You know, the the one thing that pops to mind, you see the stuff with Eric Gilbert. Yes. Well that kid in person, when you see him in person and I saw him at, at, uh, I think it was a Nike camp. just an absolute stud. Just looks like a guy who definitely, I think, you know, Bud Elliott spoke really high of him being, you know, a, a top uh, tight end draft pick, and I agree with him. And it's just so sad that some of these, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's mental health. I don't know if it's, you know, the environments. I don't know what it is. But, you know, that kid's definitely getting money. Why he felt the need to break in someplace. But that's obviously we're going down a rabbit hole. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate that some, some people who are – um very, very, very talented are probably not the either the best decision makers or probably not very good people. You know, yeah. Dan Patrick, I think it was, always said, don't meet your heroes because you're going to be disappointed.
1: I will, I will, uh, I will second that. They're yes, we we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But that, that guy is just like, what what are we doing? Yeah, somebody provide that young man some guidance. Yes, to uh, not be kicking indoors to break in doors, breaking stuff when he's got yeah. I, I don't know. Don't want to go. You there.
0: know how it is. I mean, he's definitely been getting guidance, yeah. you know, a kid that, that, you know, they each, all the, what is it? Four programs he's been at. He's definitely has had people specifically set to babysit him, to take care of him and do what he needs and make sure he has everything he needs. And, and he, he still, still
1: making these these decisions. And there's
0: uh, sometimes you just can't, you know, you just can't, you know, those kids can't get out of their own way sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so let's keep on going down the list. Uh, well, let me do this. Let me talk about Johnny T-Shirt right fast. It's about, We're about 30 minutes in on the noon dish with Don Callahan. Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Of course, go see them on Franklin Street. If you get to Chapel Hill this week, go see them ahead of North Carolina, South Carolina, and Charlotte. Get some swag. Get some gear from them. They're alumni owned and operated. Take care of them. I promise you they will sell you at a greatly reduced price and with your Inside Carolina discount the best stuff out there johnny t-shirt and johnny t-shirt.com they'll even deliver it to your house if you don't want to go to chapel hill which you can't imagine why you wouldn't want to go to chapel hill but take care of them they take care of us and of course inside carolina premium people get that 10 percent off you find the code on the premium message boards to use either in person or online sponsor some national guys who pay the bills we'll come right back it's the noon dish with don callahan Don Callahan, can I jump Dan. in real quick. You're gonna jump in. Let me bring the show back in, man. All right, bring the show back. It's kind of like I let me let me come to a complete stop before you get out of the car. <laughs> okay, that's a great analogy on the fly. It's the noon dish. Good job, Tommy. We are back for the second half of the show. Remember, folks, top five game day rituals, go tos, whatever you do on game day ahead of the football season starting in, I guess, three days. Go, Don.
0: All right, so. Anthony Wade, I'm sure you've seen this in the chat, um, mentioned that he's a, I guess, a middle school teacher and his lunch is only from 12 to 1230. So that's all all he can watch. And so oh, he's probably leaving now. Why not show the the, the
1: noon dish to your students? Yeah, it could be like a class subject or it could be like a study in something, you know, either old men yelling at clouds or (laughs) um, what not to do or what to do, you know. My and daughter, was, be...
0: my daughter, was complaining that her science teacher talks about, I guess yesterday talked about NC State basketball, and then today she actually sent me a video of him talking about Wake Forest basketball, and she's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "Hey, you're not learning about science, so what are you complaining about?"
1: Yeah, I need to know like how this mixture um, <laughs> won't blow up the classroom, you know, if I mix the wrong chemicals and. It's about as bad as Wake Forest basketball and NC State basketball. Anyway, dang, we got some rabbit holes today. Where are yeah. we? We're talking We're about 2024 it's, it's
0: a good thing there's not a whole lot really going on. So This
1: is what uh, George Jenkins, I, I don't know if that's directed towards like right now it's a good time for NAP or after the show. Well,
0: maybe he's talking about the middle schoolers. <laughs>
1: yeah. 12 to twelve thirty. So, Anthony Wade, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. And he's already dipped out on us, uh, but he'll hear this later. I'm going to go ahead and nominate him for the MVP. Okay. Because, <laughs> A, he's a school teacher. B, he took time out of his day to hang in with us. And, three, he teaches middle school. Yeah. Where all the hormones get in. <laughs> and people start just acting nuts. Yes. Because then when you get to high school, they don't have to be there. So they can go home. They can quit. In middle school, they got to be there. And a lot of times, they don't want to be there. Yeah. Anyway. Middle schools are, uh, yeah, shout out to Anthony Wade. He's my nominee, so anybody else in the chat, many regulars, they need to step up their games to take over that role. All right, let's go through the list a little bit more. I don't want to miss anybody. Evan Bennett, uh, running back linebacker out of Gatewood High no news on him how he did or yeah i mean i
0: I try every way manageable um he's a little bit well he is in the middle of nowhere so it's hard to find media coverage so uh they only have well did they play i guess they play two games no they only play one game so um or my yeah they only play one game so there's a little bit i gotta do some more searching on that one or or some digging um but uh but yeah what about though well you mentioned javari Javari green you know, six receptions, 104 yards, and four touchdowns.
1: You know, All he this does is, is catch touchdowns. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is a team that that yeah just catch. He's uh, Chris Carter. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else outside of Philadelphia gets that reference from Buddy Ryan, but um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of typical. You know, a run first team, and they just kind of throw the ball when they absolutely need to, and obviously that's what they do for um, for Green you know uh so so um impressive numbers but uh the one i wanted to point out was um devion goss had his first game against st francis academy in uh, baltimore so this is a team loaded with really good players this game was on espn yeah. if you had a chance to, to throw it on and if you have the espn plus or whatever not to give them a plug or anything you can usually go back and find the game and throw it on again but uh, two rushing touchdowns, 176 yards on 17 carries. I mean, this is definitely a guy who, you know, if if he does what he needs to do, should be in the rotation for North Carolina in the next couple
1: of seasons. Yeah, and he had a fumble early in that game. and, mm-hmm. and then Did just you catch that game? Just, I saw a little bit, and I saw okay. the fumble, and I was like, I'm jinxing it. So let me do something else. And then I come back to it, and he's gone nuts. Yeah. And it was kind of like I turned off the Little League World Series in the fifth inning. Oh, and then they hit the home run? And then the other team hit the home run to tie it, and then California walked it off. I've Once upon a time, I was good at timing it up and catching everything live, but those days are over. Zion Ferguson a, is, is a commit that North Carolina got after a decommitment from LSU – um, his team's two and zero. Oh, they won some games. Got an interception for a touchdown. Khalil Conley, Christ School. They've struggled, um, at least in the win loss column. Why yeah, is that? Or they cool. did they just pay high level competition? Yeah. Or?
0: So they because there's not a whole lot of private schools. Well, North Car- the state of North Carolina doesn't have a whole lot of private schools. Period. And really, while you do have Christ School and Providence Day, and even I'll throw. Um, Uh, Charlotte Christian in there as like really good teams that could, that could take on any, any powerhouse. I don't include, I know that Charlotte Catholic and Cardinal Gibbons are private schools, but for whatever reason, they play in the public school league and are kind of sort of considered public schools. I don't understand why, but I kind of group those with, with the public schools because they don't have the issue of scheduling and everything that Providence day and RJ Cal do. And so what, what Arjicel? Arjicel is definitely trying to build. I'm sorry, Arjicel. I said Arjicel. Um, Christ School. Christ School. Christ School is definitely trying to build themselves up to kind of almost be. You know, I don't want to say IMG because that's not fair, but that's kind of the, the route they're trying to be. I mean, they bring in kids from all over um, to transfer in, reclassify, do all that sort of stuff. It's a great education. It's not like this. You know, a paper factory for for diploma sort of thing but they play try to play a really good competition you know saint joseph um regional in new jersey is a new jersey powerhouse they played them this past weekend and then the weekend prior they played um um uh, which is another really good program um so in georgia so i mean they're playing against really good teams and so, you know, don't, this is one of those teams that's going to be like, oh, and four, and then they go into their actual, actual conference play and just smack the crap out of a bunch of teams and make it a, a deep playoff run. They'll probably end up playing, you know, Providence day in the, uh, N N C I S A a play a uh, championship, to be honest.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting how it works with the level of competition ramps up in the early season, then conference, and then back in the playoffs. Let's see who we've got. We mentioned Ferguson, you mentioned Gauss, Goss, Green, Desmond Jackson, another the offensive line of Keenan Jackson. Cruz Law, Nashville. Um, you know, this is a guy, brother, walk-on team this year. Cruz Law, is it? it's interesting to me. Carolina recruits people a certain way, and then they do most of their damage in high school on, on a different position. How's it going to work with Cruz here, Don?
0: Yeah, so – There are different agendas here. The high school is going to put kids in positions that's going to help them win games. The colleges are looking at the kid, looking at their their physique, looking at their um, measurables, basically their athleticism, their size and seeing what does that project best at position wise. You know, every position has kind of like size and athleticism requirements that. And and that's how they kind of fit them in, you know. I mean, obviously he was, you know, Cruz Law. Uh, what is it? I don't see. And he's definitely playing running back, and there was some running back numbers, but I'm going to have to go. I think he only, maybe he only has some running back numbers from the first game, but, um, but I mean, he's clearly, you know, a tackling
1: machine at linebacker. Yeah, and I was trying to set a setting correctly, so bear with me. Okay, got okay. it. Tim Lawson, tight end, another Florida guy, two grabs for 42 yards. I tell you what, if North Carolina has anything this year, they have tight ends, Tim Lawson, is he a guy that can come in after those guys will be gone and make a name at North Carolina? Do you think um, this season is important for him to be able to show that he can do that? Tim Lawson? Yeah. So
0: I think this is another – Projection-wise. I mean, because tight ends for most high schools are just not getting the ball a whole lot. Or they are playing wide receiver, and so they're not really playing like a true tight end position anyway. So you you, you kind of have to... Because a, a lot of times I, I'll, I'll get like a, a a fan will ask me a question and be like, well, look at these kid, this kid's numbers. His, his stats are just unbelievable. Why isn't he being recruited? And there's not like just... There's not like a direct correlation between high school production and college potential, which is what we're dealing with here is college potential. And while, yes, there are, you know, Jordan Ship, really good numbers. And he, I expect him to be a good player. There are plenty of players who don't put up great numbers because of the, the offense or the defense that they're in. The, their teammates, their who they play against, that sort of thing. Maybe they're not put in the best position. You know, look at Merdinger. You know, he's playing. He, he didn't start into his senior year. I mean, there's a lot of situations that kind of will hurt players' production, and that's why production is really not something. When I mean, you look at it, it's definitely a data point for sure, but it's not, okay, this kid's a really good high school player, so he's going to be a really good college player. Just the same as a really good college player, might not be a really good NFL player. I just saw uh, Bailey Zappi was uh, cut by the Patriots. And um, what was that? Two years ago, just absolutely lit up the scoreboard for, um, was it Western Kentucky?
1: Hilltoppers. Yes. 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 Yes.
0: So anyway, so, you know, it just, it doesn't always connect.
1: Yeah. It's uh, sometimes you just top out in college in high school. We
0: have someone from Belgium. Where? Did, you see that? Did I miss that?
1: Dustin Duke. Can oh, I... Dustin, you know Dodd. Dodd, are you seriously watching this live right now? I can't believe I haven't got a text. Dude, you got better things to do than watch us live. So but... you knew this person? Yeah. Who is it? That's our tailgate crew. Dodd uh... and Coulter and all them. You need to come hang out at the game one time. Those dudes. I never, I'm never invited. I'm going to say never. something nice because I know... Um, boss is probably listening those that crowd is as nice as it gets as far as we'll get they'll give the shirt off your their backs for you to have a good time if you come to the tailgate mm. and they you know they'll so what, throw hats they'll is... throw inside carolina hats at eric church and everybody else
0: what um what time's the tailgate stuff
1: tailgate stuff in charlotte's at four it's, it's three hours before kick in charlotte we start at 4 30 to 6 30 at frothy beard brewery but when we're in the bowls lot, we start three hours before the kick and all, and uh, but yeah. we start tailgating well before that. I need Don Callahan. I need a Don Callahan siding.
0: Well, the problem is, is that's right where that's prime time where I'm where I'm working or whatever. Um, so I might be able I might understand. be able to, be able to st- drop by. You can swing so by You do early. three hours before kickoff before kickoff every single game.
1: Yes different football season, three hours before kick. We run for two hours. Once we're done, um, we're going to try to do them on stream yard this year from on site, um, help us all. But then the, uh, you know, the Learfield or, or Jones and all them pick up that one hour before kickoff mm. so we can shut it down and get to the game and all that good stuff. But yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it in Charlotte. So folks, if you're listening here um, and you're in Charlotte, 1200 South Graham street, frothy beard brewery, support them as well. Cause they are allowing us to do our show for the third time in their parking lot. The brewery's changed hands several times, but same spot. It was a great time last year uh, before the ACC championship game. It was an okay time before, the Mayo Bowl before, um, but not such a good outcome. But it should be a fun time. It's supposed to be beautiful weather, too, once this hurricane, Adalia, gets out of the way and, and clears out the weather here in North Carolina. And somebody from earlier said they're in the panhandle of Florida. So shout out Ooh. for joining us. As y'all are probably getting it good. Yeah, I
0: have an aunt and uncle that live around in that area.
1: About right now. Yeah, so uh, shout out to those folks. Hope we can give you a little bit of a diversion from real life there. Jaden Patterson, deep defensive back, uh, five tackles, field goal block, a special teams have a feeling that'll be important this weekend. Osada has not started his season as a kicker. I mentioned Pazansky, Rosinski, Jordan Ship, of course, Curtis Simpson, Kings Mountain, uh speak to him a little bit Don as we sort of wrap up this section we're getting close to the end of the 24. uh Curtis Simpson
0: yeah um really good numbers um you know good sack numbers I, so the year year to, to date statistics I try to make sure that that comes from the football program in some shape or form and a lot of times and I try to publish this before noon on Sundays just because then before the NFL games usually I know there's no NFL games now but there will be in a couple of weeks and um I don't always get the official I call them official stats but by that point so I usually will rely on either the recruit or a parent or um or you know whatever to kind of give me the give me the numbers beforehand But, um, so that's why, so his actual stats for this past weekend are not included in the year-to-date stats. So he has, you know, roughly four and a half sacks in two games, which is pretty impressive. I do want to, and this is skipping all the way down to the bottom, the two guys who I think really, I've been really impressed with the numbers that Malcolm Ziegler is putting up. And also really, um, you know, second to that, Ashton Woods also.
1: Um, yeah, I I was going to uh, tee you up for Ziegler since he's around the corner from New Yeah, York. and they're
0: playing my my kids' high school this this Friday.
1: Nice. Well, let me mention Jalen Thompson, DB. Not many stats. Ryan Ward season hadn't started yet. Tyshawn White um, has got you know, a couple or three catches and a touchdown, three tackles. Ashton Woods has been decent this year so far. Before we get to Ziegler, I want to say if you're a high school coach or someone tied to these uh, commitments that we're talking about, hit Don up with their stats or, or tell the coaches that we don't have the stats for hit them up, let us know so we can publicize them. Carolina fans, uh, eat that stuff up. They want to hear how uh, the next crop of North Carolina football players are doing on the high school level. So make Don's job easy and, and hit him up. So he doesn't have to go back for stats. That is a great way to, uh, get not only your player, or your son, or your you know your high school's star, some press. But we'll talk about him here on the noon dish. Don, talk about Malcolm Ziegler. He has been good this year.
0: Yeah. So I think he has scored four touchdowns in three different ways. He recovered a fumble, which he actually forced, recovered it, scooped it, scored. Um, he has uh, two rushing touchdowns, and then also a I believe he has a Oh yeah. So he has 70 yard touchdown reception also. So, you know, these are the things that you kind of look for these, that, that sort of versatility to do a lot of different things that those sort of kids end up being really good college players because, you know, versatility is just so big. And so obviously this is a kid who's going to play safety at North Carolina, but You know, the fact that he's just a playmaker, really. I mean, you want playmakers, and this is what a playmaker looks like. This is what a playmaking safety looks like on the high school level because they're not playing offenses that are throwing the ball, that are sophisticated like the college offenses he's going to see in the ACC. So this is how he can kind of show, hey, I belong there. I can make plays. Anytime I'm in that sort of situation, I'm going to make a play. So that's going to – this is – what's kind of sort of transferable to the college
1: game right here. Yeah. And uh you sure it's going to be in the ACC? I mean, North Carolina ACC is that a thing? Oh, no, that that's did... another rabbit hole. We're not that going in another rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I I did not want to insinuate he might not be at North Carolina. I was insinuating <laughs> that North Carolina may not be in the ACC one day. Wishful thinking, I guess. For us, Don Anything left on the high school commits before we get to the top five? I don't want to run past an hour here because if you're on the message boards, you know I have two other shows today. So I need to get (laughs) some water and get right into it after this um, non live show. Yeah, I think we covered everything.
0: I think we covered everything that you were talking about. um, I'm glad you talked about the tailgate stuff because I did have questions about that. Um I won't be down there so I won't be able to, you know, I you know, I mean I don't know if does Tommy have extra ticket? You know,
1: I don't yeah. There's always tickets. People (laughs) here here's the issue with people and tickets. If there is rare a time, except maybe a Taylor Swift concert, and you can still get a ticket to that if you won't spend the money, that you can't get a ticket for reasonable to anything. Mm -hmm. And the issue is people always want something free. (laughs) This is pet peeve number sixteen. If so, I paid full price for a ticket, don't ask me to give it to you for free, unless you're blood or... were, we're kind of blood? Like, like family blood. You have my blood running in your veins, or I have yours. We
0: have podcast
1: blood. I? No. I, w- <laughs> I gave you tickets before. I was looking at memories uh-huh. popped up on Facebook, and it was 2009. I gave you four Citadel tickets. Remember I'm that? I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. Did um, you pay?
1: I'm pretty sure I paid for them. You did not pay full price. There's no way. I, I don't know what, I texts. have
0: no idea how much I paid for them, but yeah, I do remember, <laughs> I do remember that
1: Facebook memories will get you every time. That's right. That's uh, right. All right. You
0: know, even uh, to be honest, even if this is going to sound bad, but even if someone gave me tickets, I, I just, I, and we'll get into this. This kind of leads into the top five. I don't want to go down to Charlotte, you know, and, right. and I am not a, I am not a, I, I do like going to games. I love what I love more though is college football Saturdays. Waking, I'm just going to go into my top five so I can kind of lay it out. You can do it. My top five waking up. One, I want to get my chore list. My chore list, I might have to get the day before. Okay. Because I want to know what I need to do so that people leave me the F alone for the entire day. And I'm going to try to get that done before noon at the latest, hopefully before like 11 or 10. So then, that way, and that's kind of my so that's my first thing: get those chores done, so everybody leaves me alone. Whatever you need, that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> I'll throw on game day.
0: I, you know, I have kind of fallen out of love with game day, though. To be honest, it's too corny for me. You know, I don't,
1: it, I don't mind the silliness. I'm not a huge McAfee fan. He's grown on me a little bit, but I really liked what's his name from Georgia. uh, uh Nate, Pollock. Yeah, I kind yeah. of liked what he added, and um. But yeah, I watch ESPN and that stuff because I like to watch highlights. But I agree, they they're kind of messing up. And you know, I love Lee Corso and I love what he's meant for the game, and all. But it's yeah, rough. It, it's, yeah, uh, I agree
0: with you. It's it's rough. The past couple of years, it's it's you almost you feel bad. You kind of there's moments where you kind of cringe, and it's just like, man.
1: Yeah, but I mean. I'm I, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure I'll be watching. I'm gonna be at game day. I'm gonna walk down to game day in Charlotte on. I
0: you know I do have. So I have a cousin and aunt and uncle who, well, they don't live in South Carolina anymore, but they used to. But um, that are Gamecock fans, and uh-huh. so they're gonna be there. And so my cousin was talking about how he might actually try to be on the game day stuff, and he was saying how
1: they tell you you got to show up at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, like the gates open at six. Show That's starts crazy. at nine. I'm going to find the, uh, is it Texas A&M? Oh no, it's Washington state. I'm going to find that guy and hide the flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like been at game day for about 300 straight times. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get that. But anyway, let's talk about uh, top five rituals. You want to go first or you want me to kick Yeah, you Well, some I gave people's? you,
0: all right. So chores, game day, and then I want to figure out the food situation, you know, I, I got to have a plan if we're ordering something or if we're making something because I got to I got to kind of juggle it and and then also figure out the schedule. Your ne- action network—I don't know if um, have you ever followed them or, or been what on there. What um, is that? They like? always they always tweet out a graphic that actually lays out the TV channels and the games that are on, and I freaking love that because yeah. that, you've been in the man tower. I'm going to have four games, at least four games going at once. And so I got to get a schedule to figure out what, you know, the 12 o'clock, the three thirty, the six slash seven slash eight. And then the 10 o'clock, what am I, what am I watching on each of the TVs during those times? Obviously, you know, you, you kind of have to change on the fly, but that's kind of my plan. And then just kind of relaxing in the man tower and watching it. And, um, you know, whoever's there with me, you know, and that sort of thing. That's, that's kind of my thing. I, I just love from noon until the time I'm going to bed, watching a bunch of college football games and not having to worry about maybe one of the games is a blowout and it is uninteresting. I went, I went and watched. We, we went to a bar in uh, Atlantic Beach to watch the Notre Dame game. Man, it's so boring. Yes, Notre Dame looked very good. But, God, it was so boring. And that was the only game on that time. Now, I, I really enjoyed – the three games or four games are on later on that night because a lot of those games were pretty competitive
1: but uh yeah that notre dame game was you want me to commit hard. like blasphemy here i I watched the first i wanted to see what sam hartman looked like okay because i mean i kind of like him i, I don't know yeah. how you can not like sam hartman i heard an interview with him i think with dan patrick this week i mean cool guy the rib yeah. thing wearing your rib around the necklace is a little weird. Um, <laughs> You know, I probably wouldn't do that, but he, he seems pretty cool. And I didn't watch anything else. I didn't watch any more football on Saturday.
0: Really? I, I felt so the... like
1: it's about to get hot and heavy, and <laughs> I don't even know what I did. I probably took a nap. Probably to... at your age, you probably took a nap. <laughs> yeah, but, we, uh...
0: um So we were we were still in the condo, and we improvised with all the screens that we could, could grab, you know, laptops. Tablets, that sort of thing. Obviously, we had a TV and just put on a bunch of the, you know all the games. Yeah, There's a lot of those games got pretty interesting. Sleet hat. Um, this don't... is um, this is exactly what I do. I put it on and do my stuff. So about nine, because I'm still probably doing my chores at nine. I put it on. I think I'm gonna. I think the garage is gonna be my big to do on Saturday. So I'll probably pull the TV out. I might actually, depending on the weather, might actually hang out in the garage for for a little bit. The yeah, problem you, is, is most of the games are on, a, on noon and
1: 3.30. Yeah. You know what I used to do? And, and we need to get to everybody else's. Um, yeah, I definitely have game. I don't sit in front of game day and watch it. You mm-hmm. know, I just I listen yeah. to it. And if they got a story, I want to hear. But I used to fire up what is now still NCAA 2014.
0: <laughs> you and, and,
1: and, you know, you get the new rosters. You get everything updated and all. And I would sim – Whatever Carolina game was. I did that for years because it started out with Bill Walsh's college football like in 93 or 94. Every year before I started doing this inside Carolina stuff, and you know, I would sim whichever game Carolina had. So I would sim, you know, Carolina and South Carolina on a neutral field on Saturday. It was a pretty cool way to do it. I never, I, I can't tell you, I kept notes on how realistic it was, but, uh, that was part of my routine back in the day. Let me uh, tee off some of these. get
0: into yours then. You just gave us your
1: one of them. Well, it's pretty similar to everybody else's. You know, get up. You know, depend on what you did Friday night. Depends on what time you get up. Game day's on. You're cleaning up. This is away games. Well, okay, so what I do now is if it's an away game, we do an uh, Inside Carolina pregame show at WCHL Studios unless we go to the game. Um, and that's three hours before kick to two hours, so that sort of changes that routine. Um, and then fly home to be able to see the game—not technically fly, drive real quick home to be able to see the game. And then, of course, if if we're tailgating in the bowls lot before the game or in Charlotte, we get there way early, get it set up, and do it. Back in the day, it was chores, and you know, game days on, get some exercise, do some yard work, and then have the TV on. You watch the Carolina game in the house, paying attention, but if the other games are on, you have TVs out on the patio or outside. So you can do yard work and have it on, have it loud enough. Get home, watch way too many highlights. I do like to watch college football finals on ESPN to see who gets the helmet stickers and all, usually dependent on whether or not Carolina plays well. Um, But, you know, kind of a boring Saturday, And, and then watch way too many highlights. So I'm boring, Don. It's it's just boring is good. No, that's I mean it's all inside Carolina these days. It's uh pregame yeah. shows and all that. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sean Crowley. Here we go. Coffee, game day, phone tuned to all football info all day, watching post game pods. Basically, ten a.m. to two a.m. is fantastic. I'm with you, Sean. I'm with you. I used to love watching uh you know West Coast football late at mm. night.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Eric Russ, Breakfast, Shower, Game Day, Football, Tune Wife Out. I will uh, get that one off screen Whoa. quick. We don't need any of those up there. Uh, <laughs> Sleeper Hat, Game Day Routine, College Game Day, Wear Right Shade of Blue, Lunch Tailgate with the Family, Beverage of Choice and Watch and Hopefully Enjoy the Game. George Jenkins, that's a question, not this. We might ask you that before we get out of here. Alan Minton. I see live show in person and radio. Alan Minton gets in the running for chat MVP just by supporting us in live or in person. Radio show after the I see eat Franklin street, let grandpa know what channel he can find the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Parker, wake up, uh, deal with the kids, Carolina football and deal with the kids. I feel you buddy been there. This is, uh, and I'll put this one in here intentionally. This is going to rival Alan Wade or Anthony Wade for MVP. So, we're going to have to discuss this. We might have co-MVPs today. When you're watching the game. A lot of,
0: a lot of candidates for this. When for you're the watching MVP. the show in a hurricane. Did Jeffrey ever come in?
1: I never saw Jeff Polly today. If you're in there, Jeffrey, say something. Charles Dyer, duties. Stress if yard work, pregame, jazzed up. Listen to Mac. Get the favorite, favorite recliner. Move around if we get behind the score. I don't really – the only time I've ever done an in-game, like, I'm going to sit on a different couch or I'm going to sit differently. We were at Virginia Tech in in, uh, in Blacksburg. I guess it was 21. By the way, epic environment whatever. At halftime, everybody in the section switched, switched seats. And there was a lot of people probably in this chat and definitely in some of the chats that were there. And we all switched different seats. Didn't work. i don't think it matters where you sit but i understand the uh i understand the superstition car wash country wake up wash the car game day head to the game or turn on the game listen to post game with deems and wait for the day after podcast another shout out um day after is one of the most fun shows we do let me ask this question i had it on here right fast before we get out of here it is the one o'clock hour don any material changes the high school offense and defensive schemes over the last year or so um that you've noticed
0: uh yeah i guess just in in well i think in general the offenses have more modernized you don't see a whole lot of the the wing t you know triple option even in like you know, the, the far out country, you know, East, Eastern um, North Carolina, you don't see that as much anymore. And then once you get into, you know, Charlotte, I mean, they're running pretty sophisticated offenses and sophisticated defenses. You know, I mean, you, you get a game like Huff versus Mellor Creek. I mean, they're, I mean, the receivers, the DBs, in those games are just—I mean, they're—they're they're all going to be playing a power five level. You know, a couple of years ago when Drake May was at um, uh, Myers Park and had um, Musi Muhammad at, at wide receiver, and and um, I'm forgetting the other guys, and then and then they play up against you know whoever they're playing against. You know, um, Huff. You know, with the DBs that they've had throughout the years. I mean, very sophisticated. But even you—you don't—you know—you see everybody running more modern offenses and not so much you know two yards in a cloud of dust sort of things that you did maybe like
1: 15 20 years ago yeah it's uh it's no longer going to well there's still some schools like it but there's barely any grass on the field and the dudes are you know running up in cloud of dust in high school no it is uh it is pretty interesting to watch i want to see I don't know if you heard about Southview. You got to we talked about Fayetteville being down, but Southview played a game or played a game and then all their stuff burned up. Did you hear about this? I don't think I did. So Southview down, you know, I've got some ties to Southview. Um my wife's uncle was defense coordinator there for years back when they were really good playing state championships, which he got out of it when they started going to the air raid and all that stuff. A defense coordinator did not like all those new five wide concepts but at any rate they had a game i believe they opened the season and then their gym basically burned down took all their equipment everything Mm. and the community rallied together and got them all new stuff so Mm -hmm. they did not miss a game so shout out to the folks in fayetteville that's awesome and everybody that helped a school like southview that's what it's all about and uh high school football is getting getting quite intricate with everything but it's still high school football and it's still about the communities they play in so pretty cool deal there don callahan anything left before we get out of here it's been a no. an interesting noon dish yeah
0: we well just think when we return we will have at least one game under our belts yeah it'll be, be interesting
1: that that you won't go to with me <laughs> I'm disappointed you won't pay for my ticket I will. Uh, I got a parking pass for you. I got your place to park. Anyway, shout out to everybody that's been here. Shout out to the regulars and the newbies. We'll be in uh, Frothy Beard Brewery parking lot four thirty on Saturday. Um, but tonight, nine o'clock, college prediction show. I need to get your season prediction done when we get off air because I'm gonna include everybody's on Inside Carolina because I will not be the only one that gets picked on for some ridiculous predictions. What so are you are you optimistic or
0: pessimistic where do they kind of What's i'm always optimistic
1: okay. okay you know i'd rather be wrong be optimistic and be wrong than be pessimistic and be right
0: okay fair you enough know,
1: because you know eeyores are just not fun to be around <laughs> I need your predictions when we get off the air. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Johnny T-Shirt. Like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll be back live on the South Carolina YouTube channel tonight, 9 o'clock. Join us then